0: Everyone, welcome to a special edition surprise drop edition of the Fashion Grunge podcast. I'm your host Lauren, and Jules and Jire here with me. Hello. On this Thursday night, which is super cool. Uh, We're talking about Kurt Cobain montage of heck from 2015, directed by Brett Morgan. So yeah, I'm stoked on this. I'm so excited. I'm I like, think we all are <laughs> we've been yeah, counting it down for like one. a week, right?
1: I watched yeah. it a couple of days ago, and I was like, I want to do this now. like I, I didn't want to have to wait a couple extra days.
2: Same. I watched it two days ago, too.
0: <laughs> I literally <laughs> just finished watching it, so here we nice go and fresh. Nice and fresh. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times, but nice and fresh. I'm super excited. A little bit of uh programming notes in the beginning. On Monday, we are starting our Patreon. I'm super excited. Yay. Uh, we're covering Freaks and Geeks every single week. So $5 a month. Get on it. It is so fun. It's on Hulu right now. So yeah, come come join the, the party. Yeah, so is it's it- going to be really fun.
1: I know we should probably keep it for those episodes, but do you have a favorite Freaks and Geeks character?
0: Hell fucking yes, I do, but I, um, (laughs) actually, I don't want, oh, I don't Don't, know, okay, I have two people that are my ultimate faves. Do you have one?
1: Um, is it, is it Haberchuk? Is that how you say it?
0: Yeah, one of them is, yeah. (laughs)
1: He's, he's my favorite. Oh, yeah, I Bill. He's so cute. He's I so think he like is
2: everyone's favorite. We have to. I, I agree. I think but, Bill is just so funny. But I really like Sam too, and I love Lindsay. Obviously, I feel like. But then I really like Nick. I don't know. It's quite hard.
0: I know Nick is my other favorite. I think. I feel like I, every I, character I, is lovable. They are. They they so are. I also really like Sam. A yeah, too. Like, Sam was is just really funny.
2: innocent. Like, I, I, I love him to be my little brother, you know?
0: I know, but he's really nice, too. He, like, he he's is. actually, like, a really nice guy. So I guess we won't bore you too much with Freaks and Geeks talk, but get on it on Hulu and get on it on Patreon. It'll be up on Monday on the 1st, so tell your friends. It's going to be fun. And like and subscribe to this. Please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Tell your friends. Just write. Keep grunging. I don't know. Write something. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> write something. Yeah. Just I think write. That, I think write you're
2: anything. You're a really good salesperson,
0: Lauren. Oh my god, really? Yeah. It's just like whatever you say, I just
2: want to buy it. Yeah,
0: like. Oh wow, um I, I do convince myself to buy things that I shouldn't be buying. You convince so. me to
2: buy things too all the time. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you do the same thing actually. <laughs> You'll do totally, like you should get that.
1: Yeah, Jai is one of my favorite people to shop with. <laughs> oh, thanks.
0: I know because you just like have no. You just like are not practical which is kind of awesome (laughs) that's what you want in a shopping buddy you don't want someone to be like no you already have a pair of black pants you'll be like no you need these black pants just because i mean
2: of course i mean there's so many shapes so many shades of black you know like yeah that's
1: so funny Have have you ever tried to put black on and like it's like probably like dark in your room. It's super early, and then you go out into the sun, and you're wearing four different shades of black. And you're like, God, I'm the worst goth in the history of goths
2: because of my <laughs> blacks match. No, actually, that doesn't happen to me.
0: <laughs> it happens to me. You're like a stylist. You have multiple, probably multiple shades of lighting to see <laughs> what it, what it matches. Yeah, that happens to me all the time, like all the time. Probably because my stuff is faded. Because I like wash it so much if it gets gray, it gets like that, you know, washed gray. Um, But yeah, let's get on to uh, the train of the only authorized documentary of Kurt Cobain, uh, specifically not of Nirvana, just of Kurt Cobain and his life, which I'm sure most people listening to this know ad nauseum. I think in my sleep, I could probably tell you everything about this man, which is insane. Um, and, or everything I think we know, or we've been given, I guess you could say. But, um, yeah, I want to hear your first impressions on this. Jai, when did you first see this? What's your history with it?
2: I watched it as soon as he came out in London on the premiere night. Ooh, okay. With Matthew. And yeah, I went to the cinema and it was funny because I don't think it was Brett, but there was definitely someone part of the movie who, who gave a talk after the film.
0: Oh, nice, me too. It was actually Brett when I saw it. Or maybe but yeah. it was, I
2: just don't remember. But It
0: probably was him, I right? Who else made would it be? Sense.
2: Yeah, it was a really brief, like, 45-minute chat and you could ask questions and stuff. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I watched it in, in London with Matthew and uh, first impressions. I actually, I liked it. I thought it was a really well-done documentary, but obviously, like, it's... <sighs> I just, um, it's quite hard to watch. Obviously, some scenes are really just hard to watch towards the end. Yeah, totally. And I knew that Frances was an executive producer, meaning that she paid for the film to be made. Mm -hmm. And I was, I don't know, I just wasn't ever sure whether really to trust everything I was watching because I knew that Courtney Lot provided all the materials for the movie. So even though she claims she had no involvement besides providing all or giving access to Brett, to all the, the material, like, I just don't believe anything she says, so...
0: Yeah, she's got a kind of a credibility issue.
2: And I also... I mean, Brett seems like a nice guy, but at the same time, if you're giving um, all this access, then... Y- I again, I can't really trust everything he says a hundred percent. You know, yeah. he, of course, it's not going to make her look bad because she's doing this for him. Like he's allowing him to make a movie about one of the most famous people on earth. So,
0: yeah, that everyone seems to already know about.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. I don't know. I, I obviously have mixed feelings now, having watching. Like, five years later, six years later, whenever it came out. And and then hearing that, like, interview with Courtney as well. Which, oh, it didn't really help the situation, I don't think.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so weird.
2: Yeah, what about... Sorry, yeah.
0: Yeah, what about you, Jules?
1: Um, so, yeah, I saw this, um, like, right when it came out as well. I think we, like, we rented it on um like on a downloading platform or streaming platform whatever it came out on and like I remember having a like a it had a huge effect on me like I remember just being like so pumped up as a musician like you know like when you hear Nirvana like I I grew up listening to it at like eight years old and like just like seeing the intro is it a is it senseless apprentice that starts playing in the beginning i, I don't remember so. or yeah i t-
0: didn't write down the ex- territorial the, the pissings
1: ones. it was like one of those and like oh no
0: territorial pissings is actually how it starts yeah 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 it right
1: it's territorial pissings and like at that moment like and you start seeing like his art like i just felt i like got this like adrenaline rush and i remember after watching it like Uh, that night I wrote what ended up being like the single for like the debut album that I put out in 2018
0: okay Jules you were saying that you wrote a song after you saw this that was on your album
1: as soon as like as soon as the movie was over I just had inspiration and like made the song that ended up being like the single for our album and I was saying like it's obviously nowhere near like a nirvana song but it's crazy to see how much of like an impact this man has had on literally every musician artist outcast in the world (laughs) like yeah it's
0: crazy yeah
1: his inspiration is just like like i've never seen an artist do what his legacy has done for other musicians and I think to me, that's like, that was my first take on it. I was like, geez, this guy is like, his genius brain is terrifying.
0: (laughs) I know, like his girlfriend said, or she's like, is it? No, no, it's his sister who was like, I'm so glad I never got that genius. Oh, I thought it was his uh, sister. Like, yeah, Yeah, she's like, because my God.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, because it's, um, that happens to a lot of, what's happened throughout history, a lot of geniuses end up crazy, you know?
0: yeah like super just yeah, they're so different though,
2: yeah, I mean, I don't think I think because we're older as well, um because i we we kind of knew a lot about him already before we watched the documentary, I didn't have that, um, I didn't feel like I learned a lot of about him I, it was just cool to watch, but I didn't think it was like I learned anything that, that I didn't know before do you do you think do you feel that Lauren? Uh,
0: yeah, I definitely didn't feel like I learned that much more. I feel like it kind of cemented more of the stereotypes that we've been given so far.
1: Yeah.
0: I felt like they made it even more obvious that he was like this really dark, depressive person who was always mm-hmm. suicidal and mm-hmm. and like that was I thought it was gonna kind of paint him not in that way.
1: Yeah. But I
0: guess because you've got Courtney and Francis, uh well basically courtney i guess like kind of like direct i mean obviously we're we're saying that she didn't really direct it but she clearly is been given you know is giving the license to do it and use his likeness anyway
2: yeah so
0: she's gonna not not look at it at all you know she's gonna watch it i'm sure and have comments which i find even more crazy knowing that she was behind it and some of the things that she said too like Like i I was well like when she kind of mentions like about the fact that she could cheat and then she's just like yeah well you know like i was thinking about cheating i didn't even make the phone call and then like what does he do he goes and takes 67 for like fuck i was like all right you're not like like she kind of made it seem like yeah i'm that, i'm that fucking shit you know like this man's gonna lose all sense of his like you know, sanity because of me. And I just didn't even do anything. Like, I just meant, like, probably, like, in a fight off the cuff mention, like, yeah, I could have cheated on you, but I didn't. And then, like, holy shit. Like, so, but just the way that she kind of mentioned, I'm surprised that she kept that in it. Like, just, I don't know. No,
2: I'm actually not surprised she kept that because it almost feels like it's perfect for her to keep adding things, to make, again, obviously we don't know, but... The fact that she said that, it's like she wants to pass on the blame to Kurt. And she wants people to stop believing that she was a bad influence. And I it was yeah, her that's fault. True. So it's yeah. kind of like making a point like, oh, no, he that's how fucked up he was. That he would do that just because he thought I, I had cheated.
0: Yeah. You know it, what I, I mean? Just, yeah. It's just really... It's kind of a shame, which I didn't feel that when I first saw it. Like, I think my, my first impression was I saw this in New York uh, on my birthday and I was there with one of my friends who lives in New York and and the director was there and they did like, they were supposed, they were at the Q and a, I think before our showing, like the earlier showing at like six, but we had the one at like nine or whatever. And they weren't going to be there. And we we're like, Oh fuck. And then they surprised, like showed up. And I was like, Oh, this is super cool. Um, But, and then they, like, gave us popcorn and stuff, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I, like, anything that was about Kurt Cobain, I, like, will watch it, you know? Like, even if it's shitty, like, that soaked in bleach thing, that, like, whole documentary that essentially says that, like, Courtney tried to kill him. Like, it's, like, a whole documentary, like, Mm. kind of, like, forged in this weird narrative. I've seen that. I've seen Kurt and Courtney, that one. I've seen seen
2: them. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that guy's name, which is all like super sensational, which we should review. It's interesting, like reviewing and like seeing how they paint this picture. It's always like one sided. It's like, we'll, we'll either get like a very anti Courtney movie or we'll get a very like pro Courtney movie. And this was like her side, you know, like this was the first thing that she had like really put out, I guess. So I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be cool. Oh, extra stuff. Now, in retrospect, I kind of have an issue with a lot of like people's material coming out when they're gone and maybe not presented in the way that they want. Like a lot of the Mm. videos and the audio tapes we hear of Kurt, I think are really cool. They're really insightful as a, as a fan, Mm -hmm. but in a way I kind of feel like, and I'm sure Jules, you can probably speak to this as a musician, even me as a photographer, if I ended up being this massive photographer and I died and I have all these like, you know, crazy negatives around, I necessarily would not want everyone just like, fucking scanning every single thing i have and like making these these books of things that i you know i did not want out there like i put this out for a specific reason and i did not really want everything to be all out there now it's cool to hear him like you know jam and strum around and come up with like about a girl like i thought that was cool but some of it i'm like this might have been complete bullshit and he's just talking and you know using tapes how musicians use them but how do you feel about that, Jules? The fact that they had like a whole album that came out, like they tried to market these like B sides, like half songs.
1: I I agree to that because like when I'm putting together an album, granted everyone's different, but I have a very specific set of songs that all go together. And they're there for a reason. They're in the track list for a reason. Like they're they're very like they're they're supposed to be cohesive and it's like it's very strategic. And when someone else is doing that for you, they don't know what the fuck you want. (laughs) Like they, they don't get it. Like, you know, the sole creator gets it. And like part of it, you know, let's say if it was just like demo tapes and it was listed as that and nothing else, like maybe that would be cool. Like I do, I do think it is cool showing, you know, like the little personal bits and, um mm-hmm. th- yeah things where it is a little bit just like more lighthearted but um as for like a release unless like he told his friends yo, if I ever die like put this out for me like mm-hmm. that that would be different but I don't think that was the case
0: <laughs> no, no totally I also don't really I don't really like how it's his random audio clips are kind of assumed as fact in the story Oh, God. They're they're not questioned at all. And then it comes up later in some videos that I found that I sent you guys about like the criticism or of, especially the story about the like mentally challenged girl. Mm -hmm. It's still like very up in the air whether or not that happened. But see, the fact that you included it and we're now talking whether or not it happened, if you don't know it for sure, why would you include it? you're you're including it as fact you know what I mean you're including it as like oh he said this it's true maybe he was totally kidding maybe it was something he was writing maybe it was a background for a story who or a song like who knows but the fact that it's clipped in there it makes it seem like this is fact Uh, so that's I feel like it's a little misleading which I think yeah yeah it's
2: misleading and they definitely contradict themselves both of them Brett and Courtney because they're putting that movie out and they're saying that what well, Courtney says that she just wanted the truth and that she trusted Brett to tell the truth about Kurt, mm-hmm. which yes, very enough. You have all these like audio tapes and all these drawings and notes and journals or whatever, but you still don't really know Kurt.
1: So and yeah.
2: you could interpret this in many different ways. Like, like you said, th- there could be stories that he just made up or it could be inspiration for a song or real experiences mixed with I don't know fantasy but then later on in the same talk they they both say oh yeah well who knows if that's accurate because you know they kind of say what Courtney sort of says like yeah not everything that he, he loved to make things up he yeah. liked that so it's like well yeah why include it exactly why include it and confuse everyone and like because that's very enough people make mistakes at that age but if you're not really sure where that happened, why even have it there, like you said, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just, I I feel like it also is, like, which is what one thing I really love about Walking Phoenix, is, like, when he does interviews and stuff, like, he just purposefully puts out misinformation, but it's him, though. Like, he's doing oh, yeah. that, you know, and he, and you can ask him, and he'll be like, I don't know, like, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But, like, this is you guys doing that for him beyond the grave, it's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or and because- also... Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I I was going to say, Courtney, like, has also openly discussed, like, in, like, interviews that she's all about the persona. She loves making a persona for herself. And I feel like she kind of, like, she had control over that in this movie. And, yeah, and it doesn't sit well with me.
0: No. Yeah, it's strange seeing it back and knowing that. Yeah, and
2: also because she even says, like, I just wanted people to, to to kind of see the real Kurt. And and then it's like, the, the, is there anything you, you would have changed about the movie? Like, what do you think? Is there anything Brett could have done differently? And she's like, no, no, I like everything that he did. I'm like, well, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe that she had no involvement at all. And... Uh, I don't know. I just she, yeah. She definitely had involvement.
0: The better question is, why in society do you think that we must know, like we must know everything about this person? Can't this man have just made really fucking great music? We've got like three studio records. We've got live albums. We've got reading. We've got Paramount set. We've got some B sides here and there from radio stations. Why can't that be it? The manager just wrote a book, Danny Goldberg, which I just finished really good. He also said that about this film, he's like, I don't want to say that, you know, I dislike it. He's like, but that's not the Kurt that I knew. And I was the manager for like
2: three Mm.
0: years during like all the night. So he's like, you know, I was around him a lot, you know, a lot. A lot of things were not even mentioned in this. Like there was an intervention that was really intense that happened shortly before he died. Like all of these things that like they just kind of glossed over into like all of a sudden it was like you know Courtney's doing all this stuff he's really sad and depressed and he's trying to uh, you know like uh, commit suicide and then maybe it's not and she's kind of alluding that it's an attention thing
1: that mm-hmm. he did it like as an
0: attention thing and then they talk to his mom and his mom is like no he's really hurting like it, there's like a whole lot that they've like kind of skipped over and that and also that was happening within the band too. But um but yeah, it's just it's really weird. it's really weird to look at a different side of it. I mean, I still like the film for what it is. I don't necessarily think it exonerates Courtney from what most a lot of people think about her, which I don't know if that was her goal.
2: I think that was her goal. I mean, I, I can't say that, but like I it could have been, you know, because it's yeah, almost like and like a good way for like sort of, kind of clear her name and At the same time, like, if you really love someone that you, like, were married to, like, had a child with, do you really, even if he had been, like, a liar or, like, if he had been, like, an absolute junkie and a a terrible person, do you still want to put out there, like, this about him? You know, like, it's just so personal. Like, I kind of, as much as I liked it to see a documentary about him, I also feel like I don't think that's like true love but like why would you do that why would you put that image of him like that you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah totally i i I often wonder that
2: like i i I mean i personally wouldn't and i can't also she had a child with him you know she clearly doesn't who knows what her relationship with francis is that she felt perfectly okay to put this material about that was really personal to him
0: i mean a lot was really a lot was like a bit crazy
2: it was like i don't think yes he did those drawings and yes he had all these like crazy uh, didn't he like used to collect he was obsessed with babies and fetus and stuff Mm -hmm. like medical stuff right yeah Yeah. so some of it was used for those animations but just because he was into that it doesn't mean that he would have put that together because they made him look like insane like Mm -hmm. he was having like dark thoughts all the time and he was writing and making all these really dark drawings like i just think like it's sad like how they edited that because
0: yeah that was a big question of mine that's missing is the is the chronological order like you're not saying you're just showing like okay his family um, home life was messed up. And then they just show all these like dark drawings. I'm like, what if he drew that when he was 25? You're yeah, acting exactly. like he drew that when he was 10 exactly because of the result of the divorce. Like you're not giving, like you're telling us the narrative, like you're, you're constructing yeah, this person, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy.
1: And I, I think it's bigger than, I think it's bigger than just like this movie. Like I think like you're saying, it's like, why does everyone need to know this man's personal life and his personal history? And like, in this era, like, it wasn't just Kurt Cobain. It was, um, you know, it was the pop stars. It was Britney Spears. We saw it with Amy Winehouse. Like, Uh these, these media outlets, they attack these vulnerable artists. Usually when they're this creative, like, they are vulnerable people and like, I think watching it the second time, that's when it like started to get like, it, it became almost uneasy to watch because I was like, this is like, it's kind of fucked up how, um, how invasive we were as a society. Like, I, like, I'll be the first person to say that I'm obsessed with him, but like, it's not just one person, it's millions of people. And like, mm-hmm. to think that the media had everything to do with that is kind of scary.
0: Yeah, totally. Like, to, even now, like, they can kind of construct whatever narrative they want, like, it, and just from going on different people's, like, now it's, like, a source says, like, this, yeah. a source says, that, you know, like, now we've all, I mean, whether or not it's true or not, we've all been, I mean, this is, like, a horrible example, but let's just, let's just use it, because he's a big star. We've all been kind of painted into a corner from a certain media entity that, like, Kanye West is very unstable. He's a musician, but we're only getting one side, and the side we get is that he's this one way. Like, that's the way that they're manipulating this story. But, like, we don't get, you know, we don't see everything. Like, he has to come out and say what they're still going to say. Well, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's the same deal.
1: Totally. I honestly think Kanye um, is the closest thing that we've had to Kurt Cobain since Kurt Cobain.
0: Yeah. Kanye and Kim are like the Kurt and Courtney of now. Like everyone wants to know what they're doing. It's just a bit more heightened because we have social media now. So people like follow them, like wherever they go, you know, Absolutely. like whatever they do. Uh, and they're like mainstream, whether or not people listen to their music, you know, about, like what happened with Kurt and Courtney, like they were on vanity fair. Like people who didn't even listen to their music knew about this, like junky couple, you know, like whether or not you wanted to or not, it's the same way that we're doing with lots of musicians, like, like uh kim and courtney totally that's really crazy so about the i sent you some videos the first one i sent you was buzz from the melvins who buzz osborne who is actually like an old off and on friend of of kurt and he's in the melvins and i think Kurt uh, produced one of the Melvins albums a bit later. I don't know if he's actually credited, but I read that in the manager's book. So they were often on collaborators. Dale, the drummer, was also a drummer in Nirvana for a little while in the late 80s. So they've kind of been in that orbit and they do not really like Courtney, um, as a lot of people in the other side of the circle don't. So like, what did you guys think about that video? They kind of comment on the film as a whole.
1: I, I really wish that, like, so... I totally respect their opinion of thinking that the documentary was bullshit. I think those were Mm -hmm. their words. Um, But the only thing that I really wish was like, okay, well, if it's bullshit, like tell us your side. I just feel like they kind of criticized it and then left it there. It was almost like a subtweet,
0: (laughs) you know? They might be afraid of like a lawsuit. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't know who owns the likeness to be like, it's not an, I guess it's, they're not stating, like, we're all stating our opinions, like, you know, they they would be stating it as some kind of fact, I guess, if they came out and said something, I don't know. But then, of course, they didn't know him in those pivotal years, which is what everyone, when everyone wants to know about him is when he was essentially tied to Courtney.
1: Yeah, and, and think about it, like, like, I don't, I mean, I can't diagnose Courtney, but it seems like when he was with her, like, he was isolated, Mm-hmm. and like yeah. so who who's going to be able to be there and like help him if he's isolated and and fucked up on heroin
0: i was gonna say and if you're not doing heroin like why are you hanging out with people doing heroin you know what i mean yeah like it's not that's why dave Grohl, i think wasn't involved i mean he's i have i think hasn't really done any type of drug since he was like 20 so he mm. was like literally a drummer in the band chris was married at one point i think he talks about how he's like you know I went to set up a home. You know, I wanted to make a home for myself because I had, like, somewhat of a broken home. And then it was like, well, you know, Courtney came along and she was doing drugs. So was he. Like, that was a big, you know, he's like, I couldn't compete with that, essentially. Like, what, you know, what am I going to do? Uh,
2: yeah, I bet Dave doesn't want to ever, like, or hasn't talked about this and do you want to be part of it because I, I have a pretty good feeling that he does not like Courtney Love.
0: Yeah, they've had a kind of, like, Somewhat of a was it like was it at the hall of fame that they had that like public kind of reconciliation? Did
2: it? I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the the hall of
0: fame, yeah, or something. Yeah, it was something where they were on stage and I they got got together and people were like, Oh, they're like, but it was very like they hugged it. I mean, I have not seen like a joint interview come out or anything since then. Like, I think it might just be for the cameras or something.
1: It was a night where like Saint Vincent and Lord. Played, uh, yeah, played yeah, that was rock song. It was that was sick. Oh. I remember watching that.
0: Yeah, they they like somewhat, I guess, got you know back together in public, so people would stop being like, "What the fuck?" But um, I also that was one of my my last notes of my first impressions was like, "Where's Dave Grohl?" Although I do love when they when you do see Dave Grohl because Dave Grohl does only knew him when Nirvana was around. Like Chris has a way more rounded. Like he's friends with him, you know, like Mm -hmm. they were from the same town. And so he has a way more well-rounded perspective of him and and i think dave really connects with him on a music basis because they used to share you know songs back and forth dave did some a bit of a bit of writing uh he also showed him some foo fighter stuff so i love when dave talks about him because we just get the music and honestly that's all i care about Mm -hmm. totally i just i just care about like how was it being in this fucking amazing band with like all these cool people you know like that's what i want to hear about and stories about shows and, you know, writing certain songs. Like, that's what I really care about.
1: Which I've totally. realized
0: as I've gotten older, I don't really care about. Not that I don't care, but I don't really want to get into, the, like, their personal life. Like, I don't know what side this is all coming from, you know? I don't want to, like, totally. have this weird judge, like, this weird cloud over this, this guy now, you know? Yeah,
1: well, and it's something where it's like, that's not the... You know the the legend of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Like that's not why we got into the music. Like we got into the music for the music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Way exactly. Like went together. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so it's just like you know. Now I think it's it's a good it's definitely a good thing to watch if you're a Nirvana fan and you haven't seen it. It's obviously it's it's really interesting just to see his artwork. Really,
2: yeah, to see that, more cool. of the cool
0: stuff he's done.
2: Oh, the writing and like how he came up. Like you can sort of see he's like. um I don't know, just the way he thought, like even coming up with names and everything. It was all him, you mm-hmm. know? Which you kind of knew, but yeah, it's really cool to see his drawings and like he's just a like, super like highly like creative person. He was always creating and like um the ex girlfriend, what's her name? The first Tracy. One? Tracy, Tracy, yeah. How she sets that uh, like he kind of quit his job and then everything. God day- bless
0: that woman, man. Oh, she was so she- nurturing. She It always like, she takes got, a woman
2: it, it, Exactly. It <laughs> always takes a woman to look after the man
0: and No, like nurture him and, and like make sure that him. Yeah, support him. There, was, all this his part,
1: there was this part part where she says, you know, I think he thinks that he was moving forward and and I wasn't. And mm-hmm. that broke my heart because god I damn know. it, Tracy Tracy was a keeper. She was a keeper. Yeah, guy.
0: man. Yeah. I think I actually wrote, like, what would life have been if he had stayed with Tracy? Like, you know, if, like, maybe he'd just gone on tour and she was like, okay, well, I'm going to stay home. And, you know, when you come back, you just come back to me and that's it. But it just seems like, I mean, this is all alleged and it's even written about in Girl in a band. It seems like Courtney like, almost pulled a Kim Kardashian and saw those hooks, man. She saw that that really successful guy and she, like... You know, she, like, latched on to him. Yeah. Figured, like, hey, like, this is, like, very similar to Kim and Kanye now that I think about it. It just seems like they get stronger together. Like, they're both strong on their own, but then when they get together, it's, like, like a lot of people. Jay-Z and Beyonce, another one. Like, when they're together, they're, like, this full force. And they, like, represent the genre. (laughs) Like, they represented rock music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally going back to, like, all of the artwork. um, I... I feel like I almost like this movie more as like an art movie as opposed to a documentary Um, just because like, yeah, like I totally agree with like, well, how do they know that this was drawn at this time? Like what's the timeline? But just kind of looking at it as like an objective, like art film, it's, it's just so no matter like how disturbing it gets, it's so beautiful and like, the creativity is just there and just seeing it as like an art film hearing you know those songs that were like I think they were like string quartet interpretations mm-hmm. of the songs. like yeah just seeing or just trying to pay attention to it as like an art piece I was floored I loved it <laughs>
0: Yeah. I thought, I thought that was really cool. I also love that you kind of see, this is a big reason. Obviously we know we, we would wish Kurt Cobain was here for many reasons, but one of the main reasons I want to know, or what I would ask him if I could ask him is like, how did you decide like your visuals around the band? Like not, and I would, I hate to make this comparison because they are kind of mortal enemies but I just recently watched a documentary about Axl Rose and he was also very insanely involved with the aesthetics behind everything behind every video, every photo shoot, every everything to the point where the band just kind of let him do it. You know, like, all right, dude, just we'll show up whatever you want to do, however you want to present it. I just love the way that Kurt's art and even his journals all factored into the way that they packaged
2: yeah. nirvana
0: you yeah. know like i love their album cover transitions i love how it goes from like a grungy photograph to like a statement on like corporate greed as babies and like an american kind of consumerism and then it turns into like his own artwork on incesticide and then it also turns into like rebirth and like regeneration on Inutero, and it's like you can see like where his mind is going and all these different like that's what's so cool that's what i want to ask him about it's like i love all the different art Phases that go into the music, and then go into like how it's packaged, and the, even oh, the yeah. merch. Like the merch yeah. is dope. Yeah, he did. Every, I mean, he did all of that. He
2: did everything. That was yeah, all, yeah that was so all cool. him. Yeah, it's really cool. I actually another thing that I really enjoyed about the movie was um, hearing him. I uh, played these covers like yeah. Beatles and what they're, they're, he like, did a guy,
1: Bowie like, uh-huh. he did?
0: David Bowie's song. Uh huh
2: um yeah the man who sold the world but no i mean in the documentary they didn't show that uh, kind of thing.
0: No.
2: i think it's and i love her and there's five i think there's five that are not his songs um i thought that was really cool that they yeah it's really cool too yeah it's really beautiful like because of course like he's not going to be listening to his own music he was into other stuff and that was cool to see you know
0: he also. I also wrote when I um, – I guess we'll get into the film unless anyone has. Do you have anything else to say about the those videos I sent you? Well, it's probably not much else. We already talked about it.
2: Well, yeah, I don't like Courtney Love. Anyway. Well,
0: yeah, I guess that's but, the – she's supposed to have a memoir, which I definitely want to read. Do
2: well, you? Yeah, why? dude. Why I want to know you?
0: everything, man. Real, I not, say whatever. You, but I then you everything. don't
2: know whether it's, it's fiction or – yeah, but I'm like, just
0: curious.
2: I just don't believe anything she says, so like I yeah, I can't I I, I hated send... that interview. Sorry. Oh no, no, it's I think okay. Yeah, that that bit I think it was the le- the last or the second one that you sent where is the interview with both of them. Um
0: Yeah, the one at the And then screen. she
2: cries when she's like Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, I don't buy it. You don't these tears are not real. You just want I to I don't see know. Them.
0: That could be real.
2: Who yeah. knows? No, you could be sad about just, it.
0: no, you're you're thinking no,
2: no, I don't think she, yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. But obviously like me.
1: It like, could be real to her, but what is like what is real to Courtney love and to, like what is reality versus her reality?
0: <laughs> I know. Um, but then that, I also wonder about her. like what if I'm trying to also put myself in this position? that like I mean I couldn't I could never imagine being with someone like who's a massive rock star and you're in the same boat and you just kind of get branded as this like bitter widow you know like I I don't know how much of it she leans into because she's like fuck it you guys are gonna think this way about me anyway so I'm not gonna waste my time trying to like you know, pretend like I'm this good person. Cause you're always going to see me as like this junkie who like drove my husband crazy. Like that's how you're going to see me no matter what. That's, that's how I feel like she, she's probably thinking, but I mean, yeah, maybe. so maybe she's like, I can tell you that like, this was not my fault all day long, but you guys don't want to believe that. It's almost exactly like with Britney Spears. Like you guys yeah. just don't want to believe that you've already like been told that I'm this one way. So even if I tell you that I'm fine, which is what's happening, like obviously framing Britney Spears has come out. And I think we've all watched it. You know, a lot of people even in the music business have watched it anyway, but it's like, even now people are looking for like secret messages in Britney. Cause they are not believing what she's saying. How do we know what she's saying is real? Is she leaning into what you already know? Is she trying to go against it? Like that's the thing. It's like, you just don't, that's why I, I cannot wait until Britney Spears, tells her story like oh yeah oh my god i I really cannot wait for that day but um but yeah with courtney that's the thing is i don't i never know maybe this book will be the truth maybe she'll feel better writing that instead of people looking at her like who knows you know i'm just curious
1: i've been defending courtney love for years like i've almost ruined relationships over really? of- yeah my I, I had a bandmate he's no longer in the band but when he was it wasn't because of Courtney Love but it almost was because of Courtney Love really <laughs> that was like oh, one no of way. What yeah happened? we were like we we're in I think uh is it Union Station in New York mm-hmm. is that what it's called we we're in Union Station. And we were talking, and I was like, I love Courtney Love. Like, I think people should on her. I think she's a strong woman, and she says what she wants, and people don't like her because of that. And he was like, no. Like, she killed her husband. And I was like, you can't believe that. Like, you don't know. You were not there. And I I would just defend her and defend her. I would get into it. Riled up fights with my bandmate about it. Oh and wow!
0: Oh like, wait, is this in the train station? Is this Penn Station? I know we said Union. Penn, and People might be Thank freaking you. out right now, thinking that we don't know. Um, Sorry, yeah, Penn Station. The, Penn the train station. station. Okay, cool.
1: Sorry, I'm not from New York, so I get. No, it's cool. It could have been
0: Penn Union Square. Penn That's <laughs> why I'm like, wait, talking about Union Square or Penn Station? Yeah, yeah we know people. At- we know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was, I was at Penn Station and like you know, like walking in different direction because I was like How angry crazy. and like, you know, and it's it's just crazy that, um, you know, someone's life who we don't even know just like riles us up so much. And like, I used to be a huge defender of her and, you know, like over time, you know, I still think people are complex and like, I can't, I feel like I can't say I hate her, but I I definitely don't trust her judgment yeah. anymore. Like I, she's just done things time and time again where like, okay, like I've defended her, but as time has gone on, like I've learned that I just, I don't know if I can trust her judgment.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, there's been a lot that's even happened post, I mean, you know, even post way after Kurt Cobain died. And it's, it's been, what, like 20-some years? Yeah. It's been, it's been like 25 years, I think. 23, something like that. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a fucking long time. But it's just nuts that we're still talking about this relationship she had for, what, three years? Isn't that crazy?
2: It's not even Man. that long,
0: yeah. Is it three or, like, two? It's Something like that. Like, two and a half or three. It's really short. Or maybe... What it could it hate be you know, I
2: think they met... I think they dated when... It, when they were 20, 25, when well, he was 25, and he died at 27, so.
1: Yeah, what? and
0: she's oh, a bit there, older, right? There was oh, one thing that.
1: that I really liked in her, in the uh, interview that you sent us with the director. Um, mm-hmm. She was talking about how, like, that age, like, there's so many different phases of love, and she was mm-hmm. talking about that age when she was with Kurt. Like, that was, like, the, like, crazy head over heels like tear each other's skin off type of love and like I do think that is like pretty accurate like saying that there's these different phases and and I think maybe oh, that's totally. why we maybe that's why we really like it like because that is one of the most exciting you know parts of being in love is like that young love but you're like you feel like you're old enough like to have the freedom. And, you know, things still feel new and exciting when you're that age. And, like, um, I don't know. I, I, did, I did like that.
0: I didn't need to know that they made a sex tape, though. I know. <laughs> I like, and then she was like, why the hell this?
1: She was, uh, was on probably- about it. <laughs>
0: This is probably the, oh, I mean, I have to say hot hot take early. This is probably the only rock star couple that I do not want to watch. I don't sense? want to watch it. Either. At all. No. I am not into it. I like, agree with you. Yeah. And I, she. I love how she was like, he thinks he's so cute. And like, he. I love the way he carries himself. He's like cuter than Brad Pitt. I was like, all right. Oh, 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 okay. Now <laughs> this is 1994. I don't, I don't know if I can take any Brad Pitt slander. I don't, I don't know. I don't think. Brad. I don't think I would enjoy watching
1: it, but I would watch it for science,
0: you know? <laughs> for science? We're not getting Pam and Tommy. I'll just say that right now. Like, that is not what we would be getting. I do not want to know, and um, we would not be getting, like, Brad and Angelina either. So, like, there's just, I, no, I, I would not. I would, I would not do enjoy that. We would even get, like, it. Axel. I mean, we wouldn't even get like an Axel. Was it? Uh, oh. What's her name? Erin Everly. Is that her name? The one he married, Dude. The model that he married a long time ago.
1: Another weird ass thing that was in that interview is they asked who is filming all of the super intimate personal footage of you guys, where she like, uh, like she like shows her boobs to the camera. I know. And I yes, don't
0: need that. Courtney
1: loves ex boyfriend. It is her ex boyfriend, and she's the Wait, one who? literally. It, his really?
0: name is eric his you mean the guy eric. from hole eric Erlanson erlinson the one who dated drew barrymore he also um, dated drew barrymore in the mid-90s he's in hole
1: maybe, he was sitting yeah. there at the
0: apartment yeah so he would
1: he would videotape them while she's saying no you can't go here kurt because you're gonna cheat on me and then you're gonna be sensitive and be like oh, uh-huh how okay, will we yeah. tell and and when I found that out, I was like, that's fucking creepy. Like, that your ex-boyfriend is, like, filming all this personal stuff.
0: Yeah, he's one of the founding members of Hole. Damn.
1: I, like, didn't mm-hmm. make that connection.
0: Yeah, he also dated Drew Barrymore. Um, there are a lot of photos of them together. And, like, I think I want to say, like, 95 they went out. Uh, yeah, that is really fucking weird. I saw that in one scene he was sitting on the couch. And I was like... Okay. He must be filming this because I was like, damn, they had a video camera. They're like filming everything. I was like, that's (laughs) money. Like back in the nineties, a (laughs) thousand dollars to to have like home video, like to be filming a lot, you know, not just like special events, but like all the time. I think that's, it's super crazy. Um, Yeah. yeah. So do you have any other notes about the, the videos I sent you? I'll just get into the film here just a yeah, little bit. I have a lot of notes, but, but yeah. So the way we open it up is his, I believe it's his aunt, right? Saying that, um, or no, not his aunt. Time. It's Chris. It's Chris. Sorry. It's Chris talking about like the themes of his art. He's like, it's all there. I'm not even yeah. going to like tell you what it's about. Cause you can tell like what he's thinking.
1: He was like, you didn't think about it then, but like he he was there. He was saying it.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah almost like we were talking about uh the Britney Spears thing we're like holy shit she's been telling us this whole time (laughs) through all these songs yeah it's true I was like god we're gonna go back to listen like all these people's music and we're like oh shit they're totally telling us all this from the start (laughs) um and then I thought that was cool how it introed into Territorial Pissings which is a great song I think Scentless Apprentice is at the end yeah i think right i know you we were talking about it earlier um and i also love how it starts in with the song and then it just like strips down to just the vocal track oh and my yeah, like, oh god cool. his voice is like yeah his voice is it's just content, so- his
2: voice was everything
0: yeah it's just so good i
2: love the way he sang as well it wasn't just his voice just the way he sang you know
0: yeah, it's it's really really cool. And then of course we get the home life scenario, which is crazy. They had Aww. a lot of home videos of him too.
1: I yeah, have a lot so to cool. say about. Oh yeah, it. what? Um. So like, it's it's mainly about like his father and the uh-huh. stepmom. Um,
0: yeah. Okay, I have like, a note about
1: that too. It's yeah. His his home life it just seems so sad because at such a young age, like it obviously seems like he. He has some sort of, I know they gave him like Ritalin or something like that, but with with kids like that, what they really need is just like some type of structure. And he was just being jumped from house to house and it seemed like no one really wanted him. And, um, first the dad seemed like an asshole and I feel like that really hurt him. And I think the stepmom was worse. Like she pushed him away, Uh like in the video, it was like, she was smiling, but it wasn't like a friendly smile. It was like an uncomfortable smile. Like. Like, cameras are on she me. And yeah, she knows. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's – that that stepmom, I think, has a lot of issues, Um, you know, regard – or, like, she created a lot of issues for Kurt. And I, I just feel so bad for him. Like, when you I hear wrote, him say, Yeah, I wrote
0: the same thing.
1: Like, when he – like, he sings. He's like, I tried hard to have a father, but instead I had a dad. Like, mm-hmm. damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I also wrote it so weird when you watch him like grow up at like when he's just like two and then three. I was like, wow, that's so crazy that we're like seeing him grow up. and it's so cute when he has a little audio thing and they're like, say who you are. And he's like, who you are? <laughs> they're like, no, no. <laughs> who you are? And he's like, I'm George Cobain. I was like, oh my God. Do you imagine a like, like, little kid yeah. saying that? And you're like, it's like listening to someone say like, hi, I'm John Lennon. He was, I he was, he was like, a little baby. I think
2: he was just born... Like, at the wrong time, as in, like, that, what was it, 60s? Where was he 67. born? Right. So, like, they didn't know what to do with hyperactive kids. I they know. just and didn't know how to deal with them. And think know? about
0: that, too. When you get prescribed Ritalin at age eight, what the fuck does that do for brain development? Exactly. In which they don't even know or care about because they are just trying to give you whatever you have, like, whatever they can just to stop the you know that activity but then you get them hooked on this type of speed which is now like Adderall um Mm. essentially what it is now but I also with the same thing that okay at nine his parents divorced and then he went and lived with his dad and the and the stepmom had step siblings or he had like step siblings to deal with that the mom had too I think and then they had a kid together so they're like other children in this house. And I also wrote the stepmom said that he wanted to be with his mom. And the way she looked at the camera, like he wanted to be with his mom and like, she wouldn't have him. Cause she totally like, blamed. It looked like she blamed Kurt's mom. Like he wanted a whole family and like, and then she's like, his whole family rejected him. I mean, like uh, what's he supposed to think? I was like, you fucking are part of the family. Yeah, exactly. Like, What the hell? Like you, you're essentially saying like, yeah, well he was rejected. I was like, yeah, well, then why did you tell the dad to pack up his shit and then drop him off at the mom's house again like you obviously told the dad like get him out of here like i don't want him here anymore or something because that's yeah. kind of what it made it seem.
2: that is like too much for anybody like yeah
0: what do you ex- like what do you expect do you expect this kid to just be like okay and yeah cool? like, no and he's like what like 14 at this point he was in eighth grade i think they said that his dad like packed his stuff and then just dropped him back um and then you hear like his voice recordings like at that age like talking about what happened and he's so amazingly self aware at like 14 like he's just like talking about like yeah they didn't want me they shuffled me around that's probably why this and then he talks about how everyone made fun of him because like he hadn't been with a girl and he would like make up stories and like you know, just, like, all this, like, like he knew. Like, he knew what the world expected of him. He knew what they expected mm-hmm. of men. He knew that wasn't what he wanted to be. Like, he was also a very well-known feminist, too. Like, definitely fought from against From a
2: young age. Yeah, yeah, from a
0: young age. Yeah, like, 14. Yeah. Probably saw how his mom was treated. And, you know, didn't like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, he is... I also think, too, they have that... The story about the special ed girl that the guys all, like, stole liquor from at first... And then he says that he, like, hooked up with her. But, like, then Courtney said in that interview, we don't even know if that's true. So why yeah, include
1: it? One, one thing about that story, like, first, it, it did make me really sad. Like, I, I, don't, I don't like thinking about that story. But there was still something where it was, like, uh, even all these bad things happening, he wasn't going to um, call her, like, mentally challenged. He was, like, mm-hmm. I think she was just quiet like he was like yeah. A by a yeah.
2: girl, yeah mm-hmm. i i love that too yeah like he yeah. could see
0: past what everyone else did
2: mm-hmm. and then
0: he talked about the like suicide um on the train like he tried to commit suicide on the train because everybody started making fun of him at school because everyone found out that yeah, he like slept with this girl and then uh so who knows if the train like that's the thing too what if that was a dream that he had and you cut yeah. out that it's a dream and he's just telling the story and now we're supposed to believe it's fact. Like, I need more or I just shouldn't have it. Yeah, like, totally, I, yeah. I feel like give me the context or don't give it to me at all because I don't want this to be painted as he was like this terrible person. His, his mom is also involved in this too. I mean, maybe she didn't know about that story or, or what, but I would feel like. I mean, I guess she has no control. I think Courtney has the control over, like, his likeness and whether or not they can make movies about him. But I would just feel really, like, weird about it. And his sister. Like, I would just feel kind of strange about it. But, I mean, I guess, who knows? They've probably been inundated for years now of, like, what was he like? Tell us everything.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like that, actually, quite a lot. Because I don't think his mom told any lies i think she was quite honest
0: yeah Uh, she yeah exactly but the fact that that was included in the same story as like the special ed story like does she not know until it all came together probably you know like yeah i don't know if she got like a preview or had any like deciding factor um so then we also get this interview with buzz osborne from the melvin so he was there a little bit he said that francis wasn't there or even really involved in that other video He was like, it was all Courtney. Like Francis wasn't even really there. Like, I guess when he was being interviewed or like whatever. So, which is kind of strange. Okay. So they go into the movie over the edge from 1979 uh, where these kids like all take over school. Have you guys heard of that movie or seen it? I've, I've heard of never,
2: it. I've never seen it. Absolutely. Oh,
0: I was gonna say it's really good. We should probably review it yeah, should <laughs> because it's one of Kurt's favorites. Yeah, I feel like we should probably do it. Another really great film that's similar, Suburbia from 1983. Have you seen or heard of that? Nope. Oh, it's really good. Um Penelope Spheris, she's a great director. She did that one. Um, but yeah, over the edge is cool. Reminds me very much of the Warriors because it's a 79.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, but yeah, it
0: has that vibe. It's cool. We should do it. Um, and then of course they go into the song school by Nirvana another fucking great one and then they go into like how did he find the underground like the underground music scene which honestly if I could pick if I was doing a documentary on Kurt Cobain like this is what I want to know I want to know like his music history I want to know like what the fuck all the records he was listening to I want to know all that I was kind of disappointed that we went from like this really like i really love the middle chunk of this film because it's about the rise of nirvana which yeah. i definitely find more interesting and then of course when courtney comes in i love that the tone just gets like fucking like a lead balloon like pfft. like it's like and then courtney showed up i was like wow so it looks like everything was going great We're all pushing (laughs) along, like Effen Records, like playing in that fucking uh, amazing uh, like record release, which I can't boggles my mind that they were in this little like tiny rec room and like little tiny record stores, and these kids are like moshing. I was like, God, I would literally give my like left arm to be like standing in that room, and then it's like, and then Chris is like, well, then Courtney came along, and then I was like, oh, here we go, this is where. (laughs) This is like that's how they made it seem, which is strange that she would be involved in the way that they made it look. They really edited it to to like he's going up high. He's doing so well. And then she comes. I mean, there's
1: only so much editing you can do to to the reality of the situation. You know, that's the way I look at it. Like they can make her look as cute and sweet as they want. But like at the end of the day, like, you know they were toxic.
0: <laughs> yeah, like things went downhill at at that point. But I have here um yeah, Buzz gave him like punk rock compilation tapes, which I think is really cool, and then Chris came in. They were like in the same vibe, and they and Chris always said that he was always like drawing or defacing something. And we know that he was arrested for like, you know, doing graffiti and like that's how they came up with that smells like teen spirit, it's so, like Kathleen Hanna and and Dave Grohl thought- that story.
1: I have a question in my notes for you guys.
0: Yeah, what's up?
1: Do you remember the first time you guys saw the music video for Smells Like Teen Spirit? Um,
2: first time. I don't think I remember it first time. I remember it like that year. I just remember. Like I was really young.
0: I was really I was gonna say I was like ten. I remember seeing it on TV. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: on MTV on the weekend.
2: I mean, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was like crazy or anything I don't think because also at this point I already knew so much about like Jim Morrison and Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix so I wasn't like shocked or anything you know what I mean
0: yeah I wasn't either because we were not like high school age yet
1: I think mm-hmm. if we were, like,
0: 15 or 16 when that video came out, we probably would have been, like, oh, whoa. Like, Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, but the thing is, which is kind of awesome about that time, was that they did play that video quite a lot. It's not oh like, it's not it like was, they played it yeah. when that song was out. It was all out the time. for the next, like, 10 years. He was older. Yeah, he was. He was so, yeah.
1: Cool. I remember, like, every morning, um, like, before school, and this is, like, I mean I was
0: Yeah, when did you first see it?
1: I mean, so I like I grew up, you know, cuz my dad was so into grunge. Like my dad's favorite band was like Soundgarden and Nirvana, you know. So like cool. so I I just grew up listening to to him listen to it. So like I've been hearing that song forever, but um I remember like being like like 8 or 10 or something and seeing it on VH1. And like VH1 would do like
0: Ooh, jump it migrated start. to the old yeah, channel. It
1: mi- <laughs> yeah, it migrated to the old channel and like I remember seeing it on that and being like damn, that's fucking cool. <laughs> you know, it, I mean 8-year-old mindset, of course. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, funny. you know like I I knew the song already because it was it's been playing on, you know, the radio station for like a decade by that point. Um but, you know, when I was, when I was about like eight or 10, that's when I really realized I liked rock music and, and, you know, I have Nirvana to thank for that. But yeah, that was just my question that I had for you guys.
0: Oh, cool. Where, do you remember where you were when he died, Jai? Do you remember if you heard it like a weird way?
2: Um, I didn't hear, well, funny story. I was skating. I live with my, ah. Yeah, I lived with my dad, I think. I lived with my dad in 95 and...
0: 94.
2: 94. Wait. <laughs> was when yeah. he died. Yeah. So or maybe I didn't live with him, but basically I was with him in his house and I was playing outside with my sister and my dad told me. He came out oh, to bed. Wow. It. it was all over. And then I just went in and I watched the news and I was like, I don't really think I knew how heroin worked, but I knew that it was a really bad drug.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
2: And I just remember having this weird. For many years, I was just very confused. Like, I, I thought that he had shot, um, that he apparently had shot himself on the head first, and then on the chest, which didn't make. And then he was really high, and it made no sense to me. So I kept thinking that Cornelia killed him because I was mm-hmm. like, it ha- if you shot, if you shoot yourself on the head, you cannot possibly shoot yourself on the chest too, like. Yeah yeah you
0: can but i guess but i
2: remember remember being really like fixated in the fact of like how he died and that really that's all i could think about for
0: a really long time yeah you know what i i remember i was in school and i was in like what sixth grade or whatever and this like older kid came uh like running into our classroom and was like kirk cobain died like oh my oh. god and we were like what and then this one girl in my class I still remember her name was Kirsten she just she like loved Neutro. she was like obsessed with like Kurt Cobain and we were really young she was obsessed with uh Courtney Love she was blonde she like kind of wore those like barrettes in her hair we were really young but she just like was super like really cool she was like a popular kid and she was like oh my god she was like crying she was like all upset and then i don't remember like knowing whether or not it was like suicide or harem, but i really vividly remember seeing that photo of his body oh, well, well, yeah, because I remember either seeing it on TV, either like MTV, you know, like because then everyone was talking about it. it was on the news like for months and months, even after it happened. So I remember really vividly like that greenhouse, the fact that it was like upstairs, there was a photo like through the it looked like it was like in another place. Cause it was like through the trees, you could see the building like in the photo. So it was pretty far away and you could just see like his shoes. And I had the same shoes at the time, like the Chuck yeah. one stars. And I was like, Oh my, it just like was really crazy that they had, like it was public. Then they released more photos of the crime scene. I think like recently, which I thought was really tacky and like fucked up, but, I don't yeah. know. I think it was like unsealed for some reason because it had been so many years. So it was like a standard procedure, but the fact that it was public record and like people were like printing it out and I was like, I don't want to see like,
2: yeah, you know, what's really insane that that happened and that, that, that ugh, the news really shook me because I was so young and mm-hmm. I had an experience. I mean, of course, you know that Janice and all these other people died tragically, but that's not, that didn't happen in my lifetime. So this is the first like famous person that I liked, that I knew, who died in in such a tragic manner.
0: Yeah. But what
2: really haunted me was the fact that I just remember knowing that he wasn't found for like I think three oh, days three or yeah. two days, right? Three days. Yeah,
0: three days. Then there's that other movie been... where they talk about how they searched the house, but they didn't go up to the garage, the yeah, house,
2: which was really weird, it, too. Well, it's so weird, but I guess you don't think... Well, yeah, like, I
0: guess, like, yeah. People
2: hang out in the... I mean, I guess. I don't know how to it, it, it just
0: but... sounded weird, the way they, in that other movie, they were, like, making it seem like it was an inside job, like they knew not yeah, to go in well, there. But, oh, you know.
2: Yeah, there were so many conspiracy theories for a very long time. Totally, back. yeah. When I remember that really stayed with me, just knowing that someone died and was there for days, before the body was discovered. Like, that's just so awful, you know? know And my auntie died the same year, and I keep having nightmares about death and, like... Oh, no. Yeah, I couldn't even... Sorry, I couldn't even go to, like, the living room at night or go to, like, the other rooms or um, sleep with the wardrobe open or any doors because I have nightmares about that because there was so much, like, death, like, happening. It's really weird.
1: Wow. I was just gonna say, um, like, I'm I'm sorry that your aunt died that year. Um, my uncle died that year. Oh uh, wow. Kurt Cobain died, and he died exactly a month after I was born.
0: Oh <laughs> wow.
1: Oh, so I have I have no memories of it, but um
0: Damn, but, that's uh, so crazy.
1: Throw it out for the fellow Pisces, I guess.
0: I know, right? Gosh um so then okay so then moving on to when they started the band they started making tapes to send to labels i love the way they show like the like list in his journal and it's like so diy it's like need press photos need uh band you know need tapes this is how much this costs this is how much that costs i think that's so cool and they show they like play the song dive and uh, which is on Incesticide. And I love how you see them at small gigs. I wrote, Could you imagine rec centers, VFWs? OMG, my head's exploding. That's what I, wrote. Say,
1: I I gotta say, those those lists, literally seeing the. I remember, cause I wasn't even touring like at this point, but I remember seeing him write down, like, uh, you know, yeah, gotta get this. You gotta like have this amount of money to get this. You have to drive this amount of miles. Like, there was a point where like, I don't know if, if, I don't remember if it was in the movie, but he was like, I would drive like an hour to go to brand band practice every single day. And I, and I remember doing that with my band. I was like, I have to drive fucking two hours to DC. I'm going to do it.
0: And yeah, like, yeah, and it's
1: crazy to just like see his, um, his drive and his motivation. And like, if that happened to me, think about like the thousands of other people he's motivated.
0: Hell Yeah. And I love the way that the media, well, not I love in our sarcastic way, I love the way the media is like, tries to make it seem like, oh, he couldn't handle this. This fame was the last thing he wanted. And this is what I agree with Courtney on. She's like, no, fuck that. He They wanted to be famous. Like it's in his journals. Like, I want to yeah. he even says like I want to make a living. Like I don't want to be like obviously like massive, but I want to be able to like feed my family. You know, like this is yeah. what I want to do for a, a job, so I don't have to yeah, do anything else. So clearly I'm not trying to run away. Like it's not like people came to him looking to give them label deals and he was like, No, no, we just want to like hang out in Aberdeen. Like, no, clearly, like they got on a label for a reason and he sent his tape out. But I think Courtney in one interview, I don't, is it in this one where she's like, he begged, he like wanted to be famous so bad. Like he begged people like, like I'll pay you like fucking just put me out. Like, I don't know if it's this or if it's something else. Is it this? Where she no. said, I don't know. It might not be this though. I don't think so. No, yeah, she, think so. That, she just that leaves says a that, bad taste like, in my, my mouth words.
1: hearing that.
0: Yeah, that she's <laughs> like, she wanted it so bad. And like I was like, yeah, but that doesn't make it any less terrible when people like treat you like shit though. Like, yeah, he wanted to be famous and make a living out his art, but he definitely didn't want to be like scrutinized and turned into like, you know, a commodity, which is what happens in music when you make tons of fucking money and people mm. are like, buying all your shit, but and then I wrote enter Tracy Miranda, the savior girlfriend. They just seemed like they got along. I was like, I want to meet a guy like this. who's like a fucking genius. I'm like, I will work for you, but you better not fucking leave me as soon as you think that we're not <laughs> going in the same goddamn place cuz I've been holding you down. She's ride or die. Like she's she's ride or die and Courtney kind of rode in on her court tales. when she kind of made him into this guy who like pursued his dreams. It also very much seems like I think Noel Gallagher uh, also has a similar story in this amazing uh, Britpop documentary where he talks about like he was looking at I think the Smiths on top of the pops and he was dating this girl and he was like I'm going to London and she's like okay well like they're in Manchester And, and she's like well I have a job. And, you know, I can't just go. And he's like, well, I'm going. And then he, like, he left. And he's like, I left. I left my, I didn't even take my backpack. And I never went back. He's like, it was fucking wow. great. I was like, what the fuck? Well, who was this girl that, like, was <laughs> just like, fuck you. I'm going to London. Like, goodbye. I'm not waiting for you to, like, quit your job. Like, you know, whatever. Like, did you offer her a place to stay? I need logistics. Maybe she really couldn't leave because <laughs> you didn't even have a place to stay. <laughs> and she was like, well, I don't know where I'm going to stay. I was like, so enough of this, like, leaving these fucking, like, women who get you there, these ride or dies behind, but, I mean, who knows? But I thought that was so cool how it's like we just got along really well, like, we moved in together, and she just kind of, like, eventually, she's like, he didn't really have a job after that, <laughs> like, after I think he was a janitor and cleaned doctor's offices and stuff like that, so I think that was that was really cool that she supported him, and then you hear, I love when you hear that little bit of him working on about a girl. That's oh yeah how girls written about her which is like more than courtney ever got <laughs> so i mean she didn't get a song like that yeah so um and then i love the um been a son too like they're like work, he's like working on that which i think is cool i also like one of the one of the little quotes that they show on the different photos like when they show like just random things he's writing. I like when he says like I use bits of others to form my personality.
2: Oh yeah, thought
0: that was cool. There are a lot of little things where he was like it was like a check mark, like things he wanted to do, um, and then also more of those like you know band set lists and like what he was doing for Nevermind, which I think is really cool. And then you see him go on tour and they're like playing shows. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then like sleeping on the floor of uh, all those like bleach videos and then like their first interviews, cool that one from the side but they're like oh yeah weird yeah, that like cool. that's what i want i want more of like that you know what i mean, mean yeah he
2: had the,
0: his vision for the
2: for the video mm-hmm. um, like he had everything he's like cheerleaders um extras from high school or like students or whatever he had it all mm-hmm. like, planned it's pretty amazing
0: I love too, when in that interview, they ask like, what's the future of Nirvana? And he, oh, just, yeah. he just says like, you know, I don't really care if we get famous or not. Like we just always want to write and put out good music. Like that's all that matters is the music. And that's all that matters. I was like, that's why these documentaries are like self-indulgent because all yeah. that matters is the music <laughs> Real- exactly. reality. You know what I mean? Um, that's what we're really seeing. Also, I wrote what a fucking band to literally have their first single be a cover and still end up earning respect as a band that got this huge, you know, because back in the day it was like your first single would not be a cover. It just wouldn't I I would think, you know, I would think your first one. But it but obviously they did Love Buzz so great. And remember they got that bad review in like a Michigan paper. I thought it was really interesting that Chris mentioned, like, he's like, I don't mind being humiliated, like whatever. You can totally talk shit about me all you want. But like, that's one thing that Kurt did not like. Mm -hmm. And if someone made him look really bad, like, no, he was not, he was not about it. And he wrote, it's very, or he said it was very important how the work was presented to him. Mm -hmm. Like very, very important, which is what is really like the crux of this whole story. I think is like the presentation, like that's, Essentially what this should be about which you know it devolves eventually because we have to get into courtney but um then his stomach pain entered into it really bad Guys, stomach
1: problems i wish he could have had more like i feel like if this was happening today we could have found a medical diagnosis and he could have gotten help i really believe that um, hands down. yeah uh, for
2: sure. i'm sure but I, always feel, I always wonder and I, you never know obviously but like who knows someone said i think it's they said that f- between 87 and nine and 1990 he used heroin 10 times
0: oh he wrote that
2: he wrote that right yeah. but like how do we know that that the, his stomach problems weren't caused by heroin like i just don't know
0: well he said he did heroin to mask the pain of the stomach problems. Yeah. And I think also, which was really interesting too, that he said that the stomach pain is where his singing comes from. Like that's where that pain and anger in his voice comes from. It yeah. Comes from that intense pain of his uh, stomach. Yeah. And he said, I'm also really terrified of actually fixing it because what yeah. if I do? And then I have, and I have. You know, I have no more like rage. And, yeah, My voice changes. I'm now just different. You know, and yeah,
2: that was so interesting out. when that was when yeah when they show that that was really interesting. It's kind of like you're almost addicted to like that pain because it, it kind of helps you um helps you as an artist, I suppose.
0: It's, yeah, this is a yes. big reason why a lot of artists kind of don't like the idea of taking like a lot of psychiatric drugs. Guys, it, I've done that.
1: I've I've totally dreaded yeah. taking um, you know, antidepressants, um, like mood stabilizers. I've refused to take up take them for years because I was like this is gonna stunt any sort of creativity. And then like it ended up, you know, not going well, not having it. And then I took it and I'm still creative. Like yeah, see, I, but, I think yeah, it's you Yeah, you know and yeah. it affects everyone differently, but like that was like again i i feel i feel lame being like oh yeah like like i did this because of kurt but i I literally did i did so many of these things because of kurt cobain
0: yeah (laughs) i mean that's not not a bad thing
1: you take his like i i hear things that he would say and what he would write and it's like um it was like gospel (laughs) and uh yeah, sorry. Anyways, I just wanted to
0: I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> no, I mean, when you're influenced, you're influenced, you know? You you would hope not. I I can see why a lot of parents probably had that kind of reaction like, "Oh god, he's like a known drug addict. Like I hope my kid doesn't do it because he's doing it." Like clearly, but but yeah, I mean, you can totally see how people Oh are,
2: yeah.
0: you know, obsessed.
2: I actually talked to Matthew briefly about this earlier and he said that his mom was very concerned about him because when, like when he was listening to Nirvana and so that um when he got more into ska she was just really happy and relieved because he was more like bouncy. oh
0: my god he was a ska kid yeah oh my god <laughs> he was
2: kind of like this is happier bounce music I prefer I much prefer this than like your it Oh, that's
0: wow. so that funny! So so funny! I cannot believe that Matthew was a ska person. That's so cool. That's cool. Yep. I, my are mom we talking was...
1: like, are we talking like old school ska or like real big fish ska? Mm,
2: no, old old school. You know, like okay, cool. the best one. The best one was the, like <laughs> what the yeah. specials. Um, I actually old, do know.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think of like old. It's
2: never really Yeah, that's right what now,
1: I think but... of as like the
0: specials. Yeah, yeah oh, oh yeah. There
2: is another group that's so cool that we actually saw performing here. Um,
0: madness?
2: Who... No, no. They're, they're American. Kind of and they Pardon? Is it Madness kind of ska? Oh, I, I really it don't it know. He <laughs> loves them. I'll ask him like later.
0: That's so funny. I'm thinking of the ska that we really got in the the late 90s. Like, yeah, like like you said, real big fish. Fucking the first two, no doubt, albums. Guys, I kind of love those
1: albums, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Pie Tasters, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Uh, yeah, the Aquabats. That Beacon Street record, damn. Mm Yeah that's so funny oh wow that's <laughs> cool that, that's, i'm never that. gonna see matthew the same now I know. oh my <laughs>
2: God. come matthew, on they come wearing that.
0: checkered belts and shit it's, I know
2: not <laughs> it's really no no it's cool
0: that's really cool I, I
1: had a i
0: had a scoffies well i was gonna say my mom was worried about me listening to other bands which now have been outed and completely canceled but uh yeah my mom was worried more of the goth bands that i used to listen to so, my mom uh, was
1: a goth, and uh, my, <laughs> really, my, yeah, my mom like fucking loved Bauhaus and the Cure.
0: Oh and- she's cool goth though. I was like in that second Marilyn Manson wave uh, of goth. I was in that oh, that kind. I got
1: I got to burn you know Marilyn Manson CD onto my computer that my dad owned. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my uh, god, yeah, that's what uh, my mom was worried about. In hindsight, it, she was fucking right. she was was okay
2: i got it i remember this lacquers
0: oh okay
1: okay.
2: cool and the specials yeah of course
0: um (laughs) no it's just cool i I like it it's cool um so then we get into the geffen records i wrote the meteoric rise (laughs) and then we get into the geffen records nirvana era that release show and the records uh place at the record store oh my god looked amazing i also really love the story when his mom is talking about when he played the master yeah. of for the first time and she was like i almost cried i was like do you know what the fuck you've just done like yeah
2: do you know what this means so you, you better like you know brace
0: yourself yeah, yeah. she's like because it's you're not gonna be able to handle it and she was kind of right. Then the Teen yeah. Spirit music video happened. And you see that cool behind the scenes. Then you get the 1991 European tour with Sonic Youth. Oh. We listen to episode oh two of the podcast. So cool. We talk about that. It's a great documentary. If you have not seen it, 1991, The Year Punk Broke is the name of it. I believe it's still on YouTube um then we get the uh breed by nirvana they're blowing up on mtv like fucking everywhere the paramount show in halloween 91 i wrote oh my god that sound check when they are doing sound check for the paramount show is like fucking incredible and that's yeah be um and i also like in that interview too where they ask you just see all these interviews and how much he like really hates them and how he. i love that one from it's from canada where they're like he's like interviews are meaningless get out of here
2: yeah <laughs> I actually really have an issue um, with one of the chats, like when that brat director, when he's interviewed by, um, I really can't remember this radio host, I think. And they're saying, well, she's basically saying, like he was such a private person and he's kind of like bothered by that. He's kind of annoyed. He's like, well, actually how private was he really? Because he took his child to like red carpet events. I and
0: God but I'm like,
2: oh, sorry, he did the fact that he he hated interviews, and I don't think that was, a, like, I think that was genuine. He really hated interviews. And just yeah, because you're you famous know. doesn't mean that you had to give interviews, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: And also, like, yes, you can be a private person and you can still attend to a red carpet event with your family. That's nothing to do with yeah.
0: anything. And feed your little baby a cookie. I love that interview. Well, it's so cute. <laughs> just,
1: just thinking about, like, so of that... Of that generation. So Francis, Francis is a millennial, right? Um, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I guess so. She's born ninety two, yeah, she's, yeah, she's,
1: yeah. So she is a millennial, and like the the way that like K- Kurt grew up, like psychologically, his generation—they were the generation when they had kids. Their whole, you know, so like, let's say you have the generation of like—is it called the Silent Generation?
0: Um, yeah, and God, so,
1: yes. yeah, and so this, so his generation, <laughs> like, like how they, um, how they raised kids was, I'm going to raise my kids um how I wanted to be raised, and I want to give them all the things I don't have or mm-hmm. I didn't have, and like the way that I saw him with Francis, like it, it was just so disgusting how people were slandering him when he just seemed like he loved his kids. Yeah. He just, yeah, he like, and he was giving Francis the love that he wanted from his family. And like, yeah,
0: it was just so sad seeing people shit on him about that. And he mentions it like, he mentioned, I think like, you know, if I, the only thing that would ever stop me from being like pursuing this kind of career is her. Like I know, ne- even if he even said, even if we, me and Courtney divorce, I never want yeah, her to not mean- know that like, we love her and like, you know, n- we don't want anything to change. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, Oh God, I was like, Oh, that's so sad. Um, And there's also one interview too, where they keep asking him like, what do you think about the music? Like, why'd you write this? Why'd you write that? What do you think your fans will think? And he's like, I'd rather the fans, I'd rather hear what they have to say yeah. about the music than me tell the, me tell you what I meant. And there's one really awesome interview that I guess I'll probably try to find and post on since I'm now posting videos on the, the Instagram. Um, it's really, it's really good. It's a, it's an MTV thing where they gave the CD and utero to all these fans And then, but this is pre-internet, they told them all to come back the same time the next day. they are like, come back to the same spot. It was at some college in Queens. And they're, like, and then tell us what you think. So they all give, like, all these random people, like, people who like hip-hop, like, all these random, like, college students. And they all give their opinions. And then they show it to Nirvana. And, they, like, sh- Shut and they're, like, like, in the studio watching it. And you see, like, one of them is, like, I don't know this guy, man. I think sometimes his lyrics mean something. But I think I need to be really stoned. And you see Kurt, like, laughing, like, hell yeah, that's so cool. Like, they love it. Like, they love hearing what all the fans say. And then, of course, a few girls had a problem with rape me. And that's what oh, he, yeah. he mentions, like. I know people think that I meant this, you know, horrible, this horrible song, but I really meant it as like to confront what's actually happening and not really question what it's about. I'm just going to call it out. And I'm not, obviously this is not, he's like, this is an anti-rape song. Clearly, like I'm not, you know, clearly I'm not advocating for that. So that was really cool. I love that. interaction that they had I think that'd be really cool for most bands like just give them to a bunch of fans and then let them watch what people think about it you know like that's really cool
2: yeah I've seen some rare interviews actually he actually talked for like half an hour
0: oh yeah Um,
2: yeah it's pretty cool like he just seemed fine you know like I guess it depends who what kind of questions he's been asked, and like who's asked, you know, who's interviewing? But mm-hmm. it was quite pleasant, and he was fine with it, you know.
0: You know who does other really amazing interviews? River Phoenix. Oh, he has a yeah. very similar to to Kurt Cobain, the very similar like demeanor and like very deep thinking. And I think a lot of people didn't really get it at the time. Mm. He dealt with a lot of really dumbass media people. Yeah, um, but I feel like now. I feel like both of them probably would have really thrived in this like independent medium. And they could, especially podcasts they could go on and talk to anyone. This is also why I love watching Joaquin interviews. Cause he just shits on like everybody. He just like, Oh yeah. It. It's so he good. Has, well,
2: yeah. He's great. He's so, so great.
0: good. He knows how to like manipulate it into like a joke, which I feel yeah. like Kurt would probably, which Kurt has done. A few times, too. Even, like, in the, the old interviews and stuff, too. He kind of, like, doesn't take things seriously. I, I also... Um, well, we're getting there. We're getting now, to I love he also says, like, the acclaim isn't work it, worth it when he's writing. But he's like, but, God, I love playing live. Like, I hate dealing with all this press, but I love playing live. You know, like... Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, that's when Chris comes in and he's like, you know, he's like, it was kind of weird to deal with the fame. And I had alcohol and I think he said, like, beer and wine. And he's like, and he had heroin. And then he's like, dun, dun. That's mm-hmm. when Courtney came in. I wrote, she cast a shadow, it seems. Um, he took, what six months off. And she's like, yeah, he wanted to take six months Ugh. off. And like, oh, is that the story? Is that is that what everybody knows? Yeah,
2: I hated that, too. I fucking hated that. It's like... <sighs> Why did she have to tell us?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wanted to take us uh, six months off and, you know, be a the junkie. Heroine, he had to be a junkie. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. I was like, I don't know.
2: And it's like, if you really love this man and, and you cared about him, why would you even, like, allowing that? Like, not that you yeah. Can, you know what I mean? Like, you, wouldn't you, like, try to um have intervention about it? getting his family and friends involved so he doesn't you try he didn't try because she wanted to do it too like, especially
0: yeah. when she already said out of her own mouth that she'd done it and uh, yeah it.
2: and that she was over it
0: yeah she, she was over it like, but she was like but i love it the damn thing yeah and then she just did it like she was like but he wanted to do it so like whatever and apparently she kind of had this it sounded like her i mean allegedly like these are all our opinions here but it sounded kind of like she was kind of lording over the fact that she could stop Like she already eat it and I can kind of pick it up when I want to. And then not clearly we know she has like a substance documented issue for years and years. Not like she's picking shit up and just dropping it whenever she feels like it. But which is really like, you know, hubristic to think that you can just pick up this like insane drug and be able to just, you know, throw it off. But, and also it's sad too, because even if you see the kind of person that he is and you know, you've been around him enough and you know, this fame gets to him, it's just another layer Of turning to a drug, I would definitely be like, oh shit, no, I don't want, you know, like he's really famous. If he gets stressed out, he could end up like ODing like just like that. You know, like if I already know what it does, and I'm sure she's seen people OD at that point, if you've been doing heroin, you know, before you've known someone who's died it's a very easy drug to die from
2: yeah um, and also like not being funny but like yes he i mean it wasn't right that he was doing heroin but she was fucking pregnant and she was doing it she you said know what she I mean? did
0: like she said she did like which is crazy people speculated in that vanity fair piece i think they said that she did but in this documentary she said she did She's like, I did in the beginning, and then I think the she said beginning. She stopped. Yeah. Who
2: knows if it was just at the beginning, but it, it was, I remember seeing that, like, Francis, um, when she was born, they could tell that she had, I, I don't know exactly how it works. Like, if you are do heroin and you're pregnant, like, does a baby, like, is a baby born with
0: You don't like, know. It's a crapshoot. And, and... Not to mention the first, I think like two weeks are like some of the most important, like your nervous system is formed. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing stuff and you don't like, you know, if you drink a lot or you don't, you know, you're not knowing you're pregnant and you're still drinking and doing drugs, you know, and you, and you happen to be pregnant, like it's, it can be, I mean, you don't know. It's a crap shoot. I guess yeah it's you really some I I don't think she had anything noticeable but it could have gone the other way you know you just don't know you don't risk it that's why you that's why yeah. you try not to risk it you know people don't even drink like I, people don't even drink like coffee I mean like they're <laughs> terrified to drink like caffeine you know I like, know. like just, or take a medicine tablet like a headache pill you know like all these things that you know, you just do. It's just kind of nuts. Um, I do, we get that scene of Kurt and Courtney in the bathroom. Uh, I I don't like when he makes fun of Chris Cornell's voice because Chris Cornell's a fucking angel. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it's funny. <laughs> like he's making fun of Outshine. Um, and Kim, like- and uh, she's just so insufferable sometimes. Like, I'm the most hated woman in America. I don't want I- you going on tour. <laughs> oh, God. I do love the,
1: like, part where they're like, uh they're like making fun of um the girl who's like writing about oh, yeah, and then they funny. start like they start like acting like junkies like give hey, man yeah. and like scratching. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But
0: that I was guess. funny. I wrote yeah. that down too. I wrote making fun of being too needle sick to tour with guns and roses. <laughs> they're like, man, I can't go, Axel. No way. They're like shaking. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. And I also love too that um that i was like he i love that he hears all this like over exaggerated stuff he like writes like you know my friends have been saying all these like weird like interviews about me so i don't want to i don't know if he's talking about buzz because he writes that like people don't know me they think i'm like this fucking like you know sad like sick person so it's like even he is kind of telling us like even people are over-exaggerating that I'm like this sad, tortured, fucked up person. Even he's like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of not like, you're just kind of like taking liberties. And they became like tabloid fodder. Like Francis was taken away. I think shortly after she was born, then given back. Then they were under surveillance with like child services. Like it was just like this non, this nonstop stuff, which is just so crazy. Um, then we get the in utero era. And then it just kind of turns, it gets really dark. Like the the story just kind of turns really dark around 93. And then that's when you get that scene of like Courtney giving Francis a haircut and he's like nodding off. And she's yeah. like on his lap. And I was like, this is a lot. Like, I understand that this is part of the story, but like, I don't, I feel really uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable when I saw it in the theater. I was kind of like,
2: oh, I know.
0: Like this is a lot, like and she's yelling at him, like Kurt, you don't want your daughter to see you like this, oh, like and he's boy. like, I'm really tired, I'm sorry, I'm really, really it's just tired. so
2: heartbreaking. That is just oh. so sad. It really gets me that.
0: And also when his mom, he goes back and I think she's oh, like, yeah, he, he comes down the stairs and like his tidy whities and she's like, what is it? And and he's like, um. And she's like, what's wrong? Like, are you, are you doing like heroin? And, and he's like, just starts breaking down. She's like, do you, are you addicted to like the needle?
1: Yeah, like, the, the
0: needle. And he just like breaks down. I was like, oh God, he should have just stayed with his mom and just been like, I'm moving, I'm moving home. I don't care if I'm this famous ass rock star. I'm like moving home. Um, oh God, that's so sad. And you could just tell that he was in like such a bad way. And then you get unplugged. Which is just incredible. And there are a lot of stories about how Kurt was really nervous. He was really afraid that, like, he wasn't gonna do well. And this was such a different departure. And it's just probably one, of, I mean, that's the thing about Nirvana. I mean, a lot of people have their problems and, you know, they're like, oh, they're fucking suck, whatever. I'm like, you have to admit, this band is just these three people and four and five people who were in and out of the band in the beginning, too.
2: They're mm. just-
0: incredible like what other They're rock band can pull like a punk rock like rock inspired punk band pull off a set like unplugged oh
2: yeah like, no I
0: mean I and like I think that's
2: in- one of the most amazing like unplugged like set like
0: yeah
2: it, I can't think of any other that was this epic and amazing and like almost like Magical, you know.
0: Another it, magical one that I will I will also throw in that does not get a lot of press, but is very worth watching, especially if you're into grunge. The Alice in Chains unplugged is incredible. And oh, Lane, really? Yeah, yeah I've never seen that Lane one. Lane Staley needs to be elevated like Kurt Cobain. He was also an incredible talent, as well as as Chris Cornell. I think they're probably going to make they've made a documentary, I think, but they're probably going to make something else about him. But Lane kind of gets lost in the shuffle. He also died on the same day as Kurt and. I believe it's O one.
2: Right. Yeah, I knew that. How um, did that happen? Yeah. another
0: great one, and also the Stone Temple Pilots' "Unplugged." Is yeah, incredible.
2: that I've seen Him that. One. Yeah, that's,
0: chair. yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, is so,
2: amazing.
0: so there are a lot of bands that definitely didn't get that pr- that press, but but Nirvana. The best thing about that is that they didn't play any singles not by me they did but they didn't play like smells like teen spirit they They played all these like yeah bowie vaseline's meat puppets were there Mm. um like belly like they really just expanded their range and that was just such an incredible set i
2: I mean yeah to hear those songs with those like um like music arranges or arrangements whatever like it's I can't, like, I can listen to it, like, over and over again. It's just such yeah, an amazing... Album.
0: Yeah. And the lilies being kind of a funeral flower. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really, like... It really sucks, too. There's a there's a really good documentary on Alternative Rock that um was on the BBC a while ago, and, like, Michael Stipe was really good friends. Michael Stipe from REM is uh, Francis's godfather, and he was talking about... um He created a project... That was gonna because REM was a big uh, inspiration to Kurt in the early alternative days, and they were gonna tour together. They wanted to tour together, and they were like really excited to do this. So Michael Sipe created an and like a music project that he had to fly to Athens, where they're in Georgia, where uh, REM's from, to work with him on because he knew he was kind of in this bad headspace. And mm-hmm. he, never, he never came, unfortunately. And he was like, I think he was moving into this like new phase of writing that would have been so great. Like what he would have done like post Nirvana. Like you could almost even tell the evolution that they went through just from Nevermind to Inutero. It was a completely different band. And then to, oh, go yeah. to Inutero to Unplugged being the actual last thing we heard from them themselves not just a set because like muddy banks of the wish came out i think in like 96 but that was a live show but this was like their last kind of like view into what you kind of think would would have been the future for them and maybe yeah. they would have been together i think they've been there have been speculation that they would have probably broken up and they probably would have moved into separate you know either he would have gone solo or he probably made it put like a i can see him pulling like a bob dylan yeah me too in actually cabin yeah. in wisconsin and then being like bony bear or like something <laughs> like that you know not quite bony bear i mean we're not i'm not giving bony bear that much credit but but um but yeah but i think that's really interesting and then of course we get to that famous courtney comment where she's like i think she doesn't she say like I never cheated on him. And the guy who's interviewing, I guess it's Brett, is like, wait, so you never cheated on him? Like, they, like, ask again. Like, mm. really? That's your story? Okay. And then she's just like, yeah, I mean, I could have. And it never worked out. I was like, who was this? Was no, this then, Morgan? Like, who, who she's was kind this of Morgan like, that you could, have, could have? have? She's like, I could have. I,
2: om- I mean, I almost did once. It's kind of like, mm, I don't believe it. <laughs>
0: But it's just weird the way she flippantly mentions it as if she could like play with his emotions as if it was like her choice and we should kind of feel lucky that she didn't do this. You know, it's like it just the way it comes off. is just kind of weird.
1: Narcissistic
0: move. Very, very. Um, And then she's like, yeah, well just the way she mentions like, well, I just thought about doing it and he takes all these pills like fuck. Like and then you see the next video you see is like these famous I, I don't want to say famous but I remember seeing them in Rolling Stone that photo of her in the ambulance, mm. uh, she looks like she's been crying and her makeup's all smeared and he's on the stretcher. It's like in Rome and then you see her walking into the hospital. Like I remember seeing that on like MTV.
2: I um, me too. Yeah, she's walking uh, into it and she's kind of like, um, giving the finger to the reporters outside.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, she just looks like you know uh yeah and then i also it's like his writing just becomes darker i wrote again a kind of a chronological issue i have throughout is that they're not giving us any dates is this is like you're kind of plugging in his art where it fits in your story which it it kind of seems like i I would like a bit more clarity there and then it just kind of ends with like one month later he took his life i was like oh okay i know and then it just ends
2: yeah i mean it's I don't know. He obviously felt there was no way out, and you know, it's just very sad. Like, yeah. it's just really sad. Like the circumstances. Like he was alone. No, he was in rehab
0: mm-hmm. and in escaped. LA. Yeah.
2: yeah, he sort of escaped.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know um, who uh, Duff McKagan is? You know, no. Duff from Guns and Roses. He's the basis of Guns and Roses, also basis of Velvet Revolver. Later. Oh He yeah. was on the plane. He's from Seattle. He was on the plane. Um, that Kurt was on and was like sitting next to him. Yeah. And saw him was talking to him while he was on that flight from LA. He didn't know that he'd skipped rehab from LA to Seattle. I'll send you uh, the interview that he did. He was on like a um, radio station or something. He was talking about it and he was like, I, almost like I knew that like he, he was saying like he remembers like you know when they you know you're waiting for a ride or whatever after you're on the airport and he remembers like seeing him and being like he looked kind of down but like should I invite him to like my house or like you know like should I you know but and then he's like when I kind of turned to look at like, he was gone like he got in a car and he was gone and I was like oh god that's like so crazy mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is the end of the documentary. And do you have, what are your hot takes, Jules? Do you have some hot takes? What are your, or would anyone have any afterthoughts?
1: I guess my hot take is like, I hate Courtney Love now.
0: Oh, <laughs> I take. really,
1: I really hate her. Like, so, like, there's so many reasons, like, and I know t- I like mentioned this earlier, but like, there's so many like times that I could have changed my opinion on her um I've I've had so many you know opportunities but I always defended her and it was until um she was like love bombing um Marilyn Manson or I guess he who should not be named
0: it's strange because there's a really infamous tour video that they hated each other and couldn't get along for like a tour in like 99 or 2000 yeah. yeah
1: And, and, you know, like, part of it is, like, okay, so if Courtney Love is having, like, a Xanax issue or something, like, she's obviously, like, vulnerable. Um, and, you know, Marilyn Manson is disgusting, so he swooped in on that. But, like, for her to, to love him, room. yeah, not read the room, that's truly when I realized how messed up her judgment is. And to like, for her to not say anything or to take it down or, you know, like, this is one moment where I really feel like I just like, it changed my judgment on her. And then when I saw this film, I like, I really hated her. And that's never happened to me before. Like, I've I've never, like, really been in that situation where like, I really hate Courtney Love. (laughs)
0: I think that this whole thing, this whole reckoning that's come out in the last, I want to say five years on various people that it's now almost impossible to say that you didn't know because now it's more like there were rumblings and whispers of different things throughout Hollywood, but now it's been like really pushed to the front. And I feel like that whole saying of like, don't meet your idols it, mm. it like really just holds true now i feel like oh
2: yeah we
0: don't yeah. know anyone and, and we're all so attached from these people to these people that we don't know and we only can form our own opinions with what we get and what we're given in the media too so we don't know everything which is why oh, for the most yeah. part i try to not pass judgment on you know what this whole conspiracy with like was he killed i was like well who fucking knows man and you think if we knew it was gonna, it's going to be some fucking kennedy shit i mean it's going to be like mm. some weird Thing until forever until someone says it this happened and it's on tape like it's just crazy but then when you see things like this like of course i was like well you know i can't really trust anything she says yada yada maybe she's doing this but then when it's things like this that happen in the real world it makes it hard to justify we're not talking about her story now we're talking about like a direct event that happened and what she chose to say or not say about this person. So now it's kind of hard to refute. It's like, well, yeah, you
1: know? I, I agree with you on that. Totally. I, I'm actually looking at my notes now. Cause when I started talking about my hot takes, I didn't look at my notes and that was one thing that I put in there. It was like, um, just this idolization, like it, you know, it's, it's almost a sickness that America specifically has. It's this idolization of these people. Oh, and, yeah. and yeah. because like, I remember reading something about how um, like in Iceland when people see Bjork they don't speak to her, they don't they don't bother her and it's and because like, it's respect because she yeah, likes that. She
2: they know she doesn't like it.
1: Exactly, and they and they and that's just like they don't have that worship culture there, but like in America it's so poisonous and so invasive. You know, we yeah. we see so many like New artists who are like trying to be that you know that next nirvana and you know i I think between the idolization and how we market and brand musicians and artists mm-hmm. we're we are never like I know recently like with the DIY music scene like people tried to bring like grungy rock music back but like we will never have that again because Mm -hmm. between the idolization and the toxic way that like we market and like brand things it's never going to happen again we're never going to have that true authenticity of something and it is because of the media like
0: yeah the media killed him yeah i mean we see this happening with lots of people were just talking about Britney Spears. We're now seeing how that was manipulated. Another big one, which I was just thinking about the other day because there's a new documentary coming on Netflix next month about Biggie and Tupac. And I was watching this like old interview of Tupac. And he was like, you guys don't understand. You all came up with this East coast, West coast shit. Like I was never trying to like challenge him. He was never trying to challenge me. We were coexisting. We were friends. You guys put on a, on a magazine cover uh you all are against the east coast you all are against the west coast you guys started this and you guys are responsible for essentially killing both of them because this spiraled out of control to the fact where things happen in the real world and it's happening now like another person to to, like it always happens like this fucking shit with what's his name tekashi 69 another person who's using the media to forward like to be a bad person like he now wants to be bad and he wants people to hate him but he gets all these views it's like so he's making money off of people's appetite for like bringing people down. And like, that's what happened with Britney. They wanted to see her fail. They were chasing yeah. her around. They were like provoking her to get her to do something. Same thing with princess Diana. Like, it, oh, it's yeah. just like the tabloid, like everything about It's just crazy. And now that we have it's, I feel like it's a worst time to be a celebrity, but also a good time because now you have your own channel. You have your own phone. You could be like, I'm doing a Q and a with my fans of like no one else. Like, I'm not talking to Rolling Stone. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I can just talk to whoever I want, you know, yeah. and, and just respect that because I have a channel now. I can go on YouTube and, you know, be like a massive person like Billie Eilish. Like, I don't didn't like her music at first, but oh. now I respect how she kind of is. I, I, have a have a I have a note about
1: Billie Eilish.
0: Oh, yeah. In
1: my notes. Um, I said... Uh, I know I said this about Kanye, but I actually I, – I heard Dave Grohl say this, and I agree with it. Um, he said that the closest thing to a Kurt Cobain, like, musically and um, just, like, influence-wise that we've seen um, is Billie Eilish. He was, like, the the crowd – I guess he's been in, like, a crowd at a Billie show, and he was, like, that's the same exact crowd that um, was at, like, the Nirvana shows. It's, mm-hmm. like, these young kids, like, they're all dressed, you know – like Billy and, um, you know, just that type of um, like energy. Like, and I kind of agree with that. I feel like Billy Eilish is kind of like a, she's like the Gen, like the voice of Gen Z. Yeah, and, totally. And Kurt was was that for you know for
0: the 90s yeah i don't think she was trying to be either i think she just put out what she liked and yeah. put out her own shit she doesn't dress like however like people want her to dress she's yeah. dressing like how she wants to dress is almost very much like her like fuck yeah, you really, it's music you know i
2: really respect that about her too like she's got her own thing going on and like she especially as a woman like a female artist you know like if you wear sexy clothes and looking a certain way you sell more and she's totally she doesn't care about that
0: Mm -hmm. and she sells a fuck ton oh yeah exactly yeah like she still does well so like it's it's cool that the audience is changing and not demanding that it's just i wish that like mainstream media would change too you know that's that's the thing about it but yeah so uh jai do you have any final takes
2: i don't i feel like i had um i let everything Oh earlier, like I just got everything out of my chest. Like,
0: no, this and was good in cathartic. Do you have any more jewels?
1: Yeah, I just like I I I feel like this movie makes me like just emotional. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it, it makes me really emotional and it's like uh I don't know, it, it's interesting to see how personal um like we feel so personally connected to this person that we don't know. hmm and um i basically yeah i i have i I wrote so much down in my notes but you know it it feels weird to be like so personally invested um in this man who i never met Mm -hmm. and um but i'm glad that i have that like he he just kind of felt like a mentor in the time that like i
0: needed it that's true that's very
2: true yeah, that's how I felt about Jim Morrison when I was younger.
0: Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was totally obsessed. He's totally a
2: cool one. And, you know, he also died in a really weird, I mean.
0: His was a bit more conspiratory though, right? Oh yeah,
2: because yeah. no one actually saw his body besides his girlfriend.
0: Is she still so, around? No, she died. Oh. Yeah, she died. So, a long time ago?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. So, but yeah, you, you know, people are like, he wasn't an art, a musician. He was a poet, like a poet. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. I mean, anyway, we're not talking about Jim Morrison, but yeah, I, that's the only person I can think of that I really was totally obsessed. And I used to like dream about him and like, oh, wow. Definitely dedicate too much time to like. <laughs> so.
0: i definitely just a lot of people don't like dave Grohl. they think he's lame or does dad oh, rock no. i think he's fucking dope he's hometown boy so fuck yeah and yes, he's dude. so cool and he's literally one of the only working rock musicians now people so i mean he's, he's kind of keeping the good, genre alive
2: impressive career i mean he's been in the business for so long and mm-hmm also like really funny and yeah
1: he's so funny he was just on uh there's a another podcast the the conan podcast oh yeah yeah. and (laughs) dave Grohl was on it and he was so funny like i i genuinely just like i loved that episode and you know i yeah i've never disliked dave Grohl, but a lot of people give him a lot of shit and and one of my i have this in my notes too lauren what's like I feel like we became really good friends uh, super quick because like my friends are making fun of Nirvana and you're like, fuck you
0: guys. I love Nirvana. I know. I think I said, fuck you guys. You all know that if Dave Grohl walked in here, you'd all be sucking his dick right now. I believe that's exactly (laughs) what I said. And they were like, no way. I was like, if Dave Grohl asked you guys to open up, For the Foo Fighters, don't tell me you guys would turn around and be like, nah, that's not cool, Mm -hmm. fuck that, fuck that. (laughs) He was in Nirvana, aside from having a dope career in the Foo Fighters, because he's a great songwriter. Oh, yeah. like It's not like he's a shit songwriter and he got lucky. Do you know, and it, I love that when every time you see, they were just on Howard Stern the other day too, and he, he told a really good Nirvana story. Um, also, big ups to whoever Howard Stern's sound man in, because who, whoever does the sound for Howard Stern, every fucking band in there sounds so incredible. I, I can't even believe it. It's it's amazing. So they were there. And of course, every time that anyone asked Taylor, the drummer, they're like, so what's it like playing in front of Dave or playing behind Dave? And he's like, I get this question all the time. Like, dude, Dave is the sickest drummer. Like he can come back here and do my job way better than me. I'm literally just like here, like still kind of nervous. You know, he can come back and be like, no, like this. And like do it way better than he can. But like, I just love watching Dave drum, especially in that Paramount uh, Nirvana show. I mean, fuck man. He's just an animal. And that little drum kit. It's like a small drum kit. He doesn't even have a big drum kit, like Nick Andopoulos and Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I, I love him. I, also, I love every single video Foo Fighters have ever put out.
0: Yeah, they're dope. The,
2: their videos are amazing.
0: They're yeah. so dope. We should do a special episode on music videos. Oh yeah! If, I wish this is what this is when we have a podcast studio, which we are eventually going to do. If you sign up for our Patreon for five dollars a month, um, we will have this awesome, like probably video camera set up, and we get to like watch music videos in the studio. So, so help us out!
2: <laughs> yeah, and then you get to see what we look like.
0: I know, right? Or maybe you never will. I want to pull a Daft Punk, RIP, poor one out for Daft Punk, but I want to pull like a Daft Punk Gorillas vibe. I want to like never be seen ever (laughs) just have like animation (laughs) or like dead mouse. Is that his name? The DJ? Uh,
1: Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't want to be like that. That's not, that's what I want to do. I think that'd be really cool if I just go through my life like that. But yeah, um, Jules, you got any more, any more hot takes? Um, I, I think that's it. Nice. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this surprise episode. I think I'm going to drop it probably tomorrow in the morning, I guess, because it's, it's kind of late. I don't think anyone will listen now, but, uh, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy this super, super sized episode since we're a day late.
1: Thank you so much for inviting us, Lauren.
0: Yeah, dude, this is so fun. I cannot wait. And then we've got social network coming up on Sunday. Get your Facebook profiles ready and uh yeah it's cool we just pretty much just talk shit on zuckerberg it's a good time yes i'm so ready so cool so yeah we will see you guys on the next one Bye. Bye. bye